Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me. And before we get to the show, we want to talk about, and this is very exciting, this week, R.E.M. guitarist Peter Buck, Peter Dollar Bill himself, and acclaimed singer-songwriter Joseph Arthur released their debut album titled Arthur Buck via New West Records. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Now, this album, which was selected for an NPR Music First Listen, is available now at Amazon.com, and I've listened to it. It's awesome. Yeah, and we got sent uh, free copies of it that I'm looking at right now, signed by Peter Dollar Bill himself, which is very exciting. Um, Uncut Magazine noted that Peter Buck's chiming acoustic pattern echoes the... Sylvan glory of oh, who is this guy trying to impress? Sylvan, Sylvan glory. glory of REM's Out of Time, setting up the LP's prevailing theme of hopeful anticipation. Uncut magazine, get over yourself. <laughs> Clean out your desk. <laughs> REM's Peter Buck and Joseph Arthur will head out on the first ever Arthur Buck tour in September, bro. I hope they play LA. Do you think they'll play LA? I I would imagine they would. And guess it's what? It's a big city. Guess what? If they do. Guess what? Guess I, I can't guess. I probably won't hear about it and, we'll, and we'll, won't go because I didn't even know about Let's it. Let's go! We should go! If they do, we have to go. Visit ArthurBuckMusic.com. That's A-R-T-H-U-R-B-U-C-K. Music? Do I have to spell that out? Music? No. ArthurBuckMusic.com for more information. Go get this record. Uh, it's not every day when a member of Hari M puts out a record. This is very exciting. And now, on with the show. From Chronic to Collapse, Town and Into Now, respectively, that is. This is Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me? The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things R.E.M. This is good. Rock and roll uh, music. And actually, it's more like Are You Talking R.E.M. Reveal? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Shut up, fucking asshole. Um, because we're talking uh, this episode about the classic Harem album. Classic. Reveal. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Um, we're going to be talking about Reveal today uh, and uh, all things Harem uh, circa oh. the last episode or last few years of the 90s and the first year of the 2000s. We, uh, who the fuck knows? We might talk about uh, Y2K. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm still scared that that's going to hit us when yeah. we least expect it. When we, because, you know, when you least expect it, not at, you exactly. know, the turn of the century. Like 18 years later. Yeah. You, it's like, oh, boy, we sure survived that Y2. What the? Y2K. Now I'm not ready. Good one. Uh, Good one. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Um, if, if you've heard previous episodes, and if not, and this is your first one, um, why are you starting with this one? Weird yeah. choice. Weird thing to do. <laughs> Weird choice. But we're happy to we're have happy. you. We're happy to have you. We'll take all comers. Um, uh, yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. 
<laughs> I what? What do you mean? What? <laughs> Why are your eyes, your eyebrows are still waggling up and down like mm-hmm. lasciviously? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, welcome to the show. My name is Scott Ackerman, and across from me is my co-host, um, Ghosted, back on TV's now. As a matter of fact, we didn't mention that last episode. I didn't. Uh, it, was it was a, a it was a last minute decision. It was a real uh, a real sneaker. <laughs> yeah. You mean by not. <laughs> making any commercials or putting in it. Actually, I think they did. Uh, no, it was a real, it was just under the wire. It was a real squeaker. Got that in there. But yeah. I, but uh, I did not know about it. We would have talked about it and hyped it, but people can still be watching it this. Uh, yeah, it's the new uh, Paul Lieberstein from The Office came in and uh, got a new room of writers. Kicked everybody's asses uh, right in the asshole. Not that the writers before weren't terrific, but, but just this uh, is, uh, f- fresh blood. The show is... Um, in title and characters only, essentially, it's totally different. And mm-hmm. uh, you're not even speaking English on it anymore. Nope, it's which all is... Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Craig Robinson speaks. He's Greek. a Greek. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of new characters who just serve as translators. Yep. And uh, but they don't translate into English. Yeah. No. Of course not. And there are there are no supernatural elements anymore in the show. Is that correct? Uh, well, I wouldn't want to spoil anything, but. Um, but when the characters die, they do go to heaven, oh, yes, which is sort is of spooky. The second half of the of the this six episode block takes place in heaven. Just yeah. So spoiler but alert with quotations. Yeah, spoiler alert. The all the characters. Uh, there's a mass brutal killing mm-hmm. of all of them from a serial like, killer. Really, really brutal and nightmarish. Yeah, nightmarish. And and disturbing. Like, just uh, carotid arteries mm-hmm. and uh, just spewing blood. So. Stabbings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's a fun time. Uh, you can catch it's that. Really funny on Fox Rocks. Fox Rocks. Fox Rocks. Um, but from Ghosted, Adam Scott is here. Hello, Adam. Hello. We're a little bit earlier than we normally are uh, today. We're uh, approximately five to six to seven hours earlier than we record. You're right. You know? and usually uh, we're like... Middle of the night. Hey, let's meet at one in the morning. Under deep cover. Yeah, exactly. Under let's the sneak, cover of darkness. Let's sneak out uh, and, and not tell our wives yeah. we're doing this. Yeah, let's go record. Let's go record. And if they ever catch us, we'll say we're recording. And we'll just play these. Yeah, we'll we'll play the episodes for them. And, and that say, will see? Yeah. This is what we were actually doing. And that way we'll trick them into listening to the show. Yeah, and they'll love R.E.M. after love it. it. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening uh, and and being loyal listeners. Not a lot of uh, uh, listener mail this week, although we did did get a wonderful um, little missive from Kevin at New West Records um, who sent us the – and I believe we we talked about it uh, in our little pre-roll ad, but uh, uh, sent us – the new Arthur Buck record, yeah, which uh, w- just was literally given to us as we walked in here, so we haven't had a, a chance to listen to the whole thing, but uh, sent us vinyl, CD, and also autographed liner notes, autographed by uh, uh, both of the both of the dudes. It's so cool, Joseph, Joseph Arthur, Arthur and, and Peter Buck. Well, I Peter said it before Buck. you, so I'm you cool. Sure did. Um, um, I've listened to the three tracks that they had released from. Arthur Buck, and it's awesome. Uh, and you can definitely hear Peter Buck's signature radness. And he also is in the back 
saying stuff the entire time. Yeah, so like it's speaking. not like Joseph Arthur is he's the main singer. Yeah. And you're, yeah, you're going to get a lot of Joseph Arthur, but Peter Buck is behind him, like just con- constantly mumbling, yeah. and just like you know, uh, I'm Peter Buck, I'm Peter Buck, making drum noises with his mouth. Yeah, and then occasionally you can hear Joseph Arthur saying like, we, "No, we already recorded the drums. You don't have to do that." And he's like, "I'm Peter Buck. I don't care." And then, and then he goes. Mm-hmm. At the end of every song. Yep. Um, it's really a great time. So uh, I haven't heard it yet, obviously. This is just from the reviews that I've read in the Village Voice. Yeah, they quote everything that Peter Buck says. <laughs> and they they uh, have done music notation for all of the drums so that we a, just did. So yeah. you knew it. Exactly. So we knew, yeah. The yeah. They also said he he perfectly imitates the opening drums of Ozzy Osbourne over the mountain at one point where it's like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you got that from. But I don't know if people know this, but through this whole podcast, we've never listened to any of the REM albums. No, we no, we, we're Village hearing all this Voice, for the first time. Village Voice, yeah, Voice. yeah. In fact, we've turned it down in our headphones. When we play it for the audience, we take our headphones off. Yes, exactly, and we are merely reacting to what uh, the cultural elite think of these records. Yeah, we're we as people. We uh, the people. Never. Boy, that constitution. Is that what it was on or is that the Declaration of Independence? I get those motherfuckers I all turned we around. I believe the people is the Declaration of Independence. Those were a couple of great docs. Oh, man. Great Weren't docs, they? Wait, is this an episode docs, of Great Docs? I think it is. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case to love Hey everyone, welcome to Great Docs. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And today we're talking about Great Docs, be them documents, be them documentaries, and I'll tell you- Doctors. Doctors, of course, yeah. doctors. And if we can get all three, uh, that's the hat trick. What would be great is go for an annual checkup. And there's a document sitting there in a chair when you get there. And you're listening to the album document, and, and you have a documentary playing on your- uh, That's the dream, buddy. IPad. That is the dream. Um, uh, how about this one? Uh, what's up, Doc? <laughs> I've never Bugs heard Bunny. that before. Who? Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Who's that? Uh, it's cartoon. Warner Brothers. It's cartoon. a bug. No, no. It's a. Uh, it's a. It's a uh, like an insect. Huh. I think it's a rabbit. It's a rabbit, right? No, it's an insect. You said bugs. Oh, maybe it's like it's a an swarm of bees. Bugs Bunny. I always thought it was a rabbit, but now that you're saying that, it makes sense. It's a swarm, a swarm of, of bees. bees that says "What's up, Doc?" It's in the form of a rabbit, but it's just millions of bees <laughs> tightly. Compacted. I love it. I love it. What else does he do? He uh, he goes, uh, "What's up, Doc?" <laughs> you said that before. Oh, that's, I already said yeah, that. Yeah, but I love it so much uh, the second time. He. What else does he do? Oh, he eats uh, a carrot. He eats while what? he's while Wiley who? Can I start over? Yeah, go ahead. It's a it's a rabbit. But it's 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 actually bees, right? It, yeah. And he says, "What's up, Doc?" Got it. While eating a carrot, right? While eating the, like How's he's he eating the that? carrot, he goes. Mm. So is it like uh, sort of what's like what's up, Doc? So it's like he has his mouth full when he's saying it, like a little on, bit. Uh, I would think it's rude if it wasn't just a f- cartoon, so it's fake, so it's fine. Yeah, it is a if little rude. A, yeah, yeah. If it was a person, it's like I, don't chew with your mouth open. Yeah, it's kind of. But it's a cartoon, so they don't. It's show a cartoon, the, so I still think. Mm, a little wait, bit you on didn't say this is a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Oh, I'm not interested. Okay. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, bye. Bye. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you.
good app. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. <laughs> very, like, in-depth. Oh, good. Very good. In-depth oh. and eye-opening. <laughs> By the way, you finally opened your eyes. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are uh, taping this earlier than normal, and uh, I half thought you were uh, sleep talking no, during no, this. No, no, I just thing. don't open my eyes till halfway through the day. <laughs> really? Okay, and we're officially halfway through the day. And I point. drove here. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. How did did you do it for, with muscle memory or? Uh, I, be- I believe this is when I turn off the the freeway. Well, it, belief is a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. If you believe, honestly, if you believe you can drive with your eyes closed. I bet you could. You could do anything. If you believe. If you truly believe. You could fly. Yeah. Like, you could like fly. my favorite musician once sang. Yes. Raquel? Urkeli. Urkel. Urkel. Why? The guy that pisses on <laughs> Did children I do and that? totally gets away with it. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, if it was pronounced Urkel, why? And he uh, just came out and he. Sh- oh, I don't even want to go down this road. Any. Uh, Urinated on. Yeah, and uh, then he said, "Did I do that? That's uh, uh, this is not fun. This right. is this is bumming me out. We, we don't need. To I don't. I don't like. I don't. I, I don't like. I just don't like no, this guy. I, just, yeah, I, I don't like this guy. Yeah. I don't like this guy. Adam. I don't like that guy. Which guy? Who's the worst yeah. guy? The worst guy. Yeah. Out of all guys. All guys. Living or dead. By the way. Living oh, or dead. Oh, so I could pick dead ones. Yeah. Pick pick someone really good. Um, uh, JFK. Yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, I and just like I'm sick of hearing about him. That's the thing. It's like, look, does every single person who ever lived get to have a three hour movie about them? Yeah. It's like, what's the cutoff? Oh, I love the movie. Oh, the movie's great. Yeah, I love it. But it's like, come on, guys. After I watch the movie, do I really need to pay attention to the guy? I just pretend when I watch, since I don't really care for JFK. When I watch the movie, I just pretend it's about someone else. Yeah, and you put your hand over him, like in front of your mm-hmm. eye, anytime he's on the screen. Mm-hmm. Who were you pretending it was about? R. Kelly. <laughs> this is a good app of something. I wish we'd gone yeah, into, gone into seems something. Like it was but, something. Yeah, but uh, we'll never know. Wait, is this an episode of Seems Like a Good Ep? I believe so. Of something? I believe so. Hey, everyone. Welcome to I Believe This is an Episode of Something. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And uh, I believe this is an episode of the show that we're actually doing. Yeah. I I mean, I, I believe this I is believe an episode of This is an something. episode of something. Wait, I believe I can fly? I believe. Is that something? Sure. So the, are Urkel, you, are, Urkel, are why? Are you saying this is an episode of I Believe I Can Fly? No, because that's not anything. That's not a show. I believe this is an episode of something. So what you're saying is this: the, the episode we're doing, the show we're doing is called something, so this is an episode No, no, of no. The, episode, the show we're doing is I Believe This is an Episode of Something. But I believe this is an episode of that, definitely. The, oh, well, yeah. This is definitely an episode of that, but I mm-hmm. also believe that this – is an episode of, of something? Something. I'm game. Okay. So we're talking about a, two different it's shows. A totally different show called Something. There's one show that we're definitely doing. Yeah, called, we're definitely doing I believe that. this is an, an episode, episode of, of something. something. Yeah. And then there's an episode, episode of, I believe we're doing an episode of an episode something. Of something. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to something. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And 
This is something? We're definitely doing an episode of something. I mean, this is something. Oh, beyond. This is something. This is definitely something. It's easy to create something. Yes. You know, you can say, this is something, and just hold your hand out. Of course. It's, you know, what's not easy is destroying something. Yeah, because right. because even if you what are you going to do? Uh, uh, you know, uh, incinerate it down to its last atom? I don't think exactly. so. It's always going to be something. It's always, always, always going to be something. Because Scott, as we all know, even air uh, is something. Molecules. We named it. Of course, it exists. Yeah, air exactly. is something. Something that is something. Even exactly. the absence of air. That's something. That's something. That's that's what we call a vacuum. So it's something right there. Yeah. All right. Thanks. This is a great app. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. So I think this is an episode of something. You were right. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. Two good shows. Terrific shows. Hit solid, shows. Solid episodes. Hit, hit shows. Huge hits. <laughs> Those are, I mean, talk about a hit talk show. Talk about a WTF style just swung on and knocked out of the park. Ripping up the charts. Just ripping up the charts um, and farting up the rips. Just fart, just ripping it all <laughs> over the charts. Um, I feel like I'm in a photo shoot now. He's getting angles. He's uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this is the part of the show, by the way, where Adam fiddles with his microphone. Well, I was constantly. So low, I, I realized I was hunching over. Yeah, so. you're you're hunching over, and you're uh, now, now I'm you're in comf. Yeah, wait, full comf. Wait, is this another episode of Bro? I'm comf. I think so. Hey everyone, welcome to Bro, I'm Comf. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we haven't done this uh, in a couple of weeks, but yeah. bro, I am Comf. Bro, and I'm not just saying this because we're doing the show Bro, I'm Comf. Bro, I am Comf. Note taken. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, bye. Bye. That one was not to my taste. It was fine. It was fine. It's fine, but, you know, I mean, uh, when a great show is just fine and not great, I should be satisfied because it's better than 99% of the things out there, but it's not at the level that I expect. But don't you think even if a great show sometimes has an episode that's just, eh, eh, it's fine, it's still a great show? Yeah, but I'm dissatisfied because it's not as good as it can be, and Uh I feel bad. But Uh it's better than so much Uh out there. Uh Uh-huh. You know? No, I, I, I hear you. I mean, uh, I can remember one episode of Comedy Bang Bang that was like an A minus yeah, instead of yeah, an A. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, I was a little pissed. Yeah, it's a real fucking bummer. <laughs> had we done an episode of uh, Bro, I'm Comf? Before? Yeah, we had a couple weeks ago. We did? Yes. Are you serious? Yes, you got to listen to this show. You'll love it. Bro, I'm Comf. Not this one. Bro, I'm Comf. <laughs> it was called that, wasn't it? Wasn't it called Bro? Yeah, okay. God. Sometimes I don't always get it right, but uh, I did. I yeah, did right. definitely. Um, Are we still doing that episode? No. Okay. Are we, we out of it? We, yeah, we're out of it. Yeah, we ripped it up. Yeah, we ripped it, it up. Out. <laughs> <laughs> what What have you been doing this week? Give the listeners a peek into oh, the life boy. of uh, Adam Scott. Well, um, you know, 
A lot of uh, around-the-house stuff. I've been working. You a handyman these days? What, uh, a little handier than, uh, well, than, than you want to be. Uh, you're there, you're uh, more like uh, a handsy not. man, actually, <laughs> when it comes to whoa, Naomi. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Ho, 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 ho. ho. Hey, ho, ho. Um, well, how about you? This week, um, I've been working. I've been jerking. Oh, shit. And just, uh, that's about 50-50, my man. Yeah. I had uh, to go out of town a little bit. Where'd you go? Went up to uh, Monterey. When you say you had to go, well, I was working up there. Oh, you were working up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, uh, were you doing? Uh, is that where Big uh, Little whatever it's called uh-huh. is set? Uh-huh. Monterey. Uh-huh. Monterey. What? Monterey Park, where uh, you get good dim sum out there. Yep, that's where we shoot the <laughs> show. <laughs> In Monterey Park. Monterey Park. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sounds beautiful there. I gotta go there someday. Uh, how's that? Pretty. How's it been going? been going great have you had any scenes with uh you know who i'm talking about oh you know who i'm talking about it's been announced right you don't know who i'm talking about i'm talking about street dog oh she's wonderful yeah but you have you gone uh, toe-to-toe with her in the acting department i can't spoil anything on the show okay so you can't say that if you have scenes with her but did you at least like you know how like you know new person in the prison yard you go up to and just try to you intimidate know, intimidate you, yeah. you do that with old street oh, dog yeah we all had to do that <laughs> one by one oh she yeah. had to just sit there and take it oh yeah well you know you, there's a certain amount of hazing that goes on oh yeah yeah what are the rituals when it comes to big little eyes hazing <sighs> man you have no idea. It's just it's I don't. Crazy. That's why I asked you. Yeah, yeah I, I literally was, the ball was in your court at yeah, this point. No, yeah, I mean you have. You, I mean I don't know. No, no you're about to say I have no idea. Yeah, I literally don't you, know. And I asked you the question. And, no, but I'm I'm being serious now. You truly have no. Idea. I am to- in total agreement on this. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea and not even a thought. You couldn't even guess. What yeah, I'm is. not trying to guess. I'm literally just asking you to fill in the blanks yeah. on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, well, no idea. So you were up there, yeah. and how many days did you spend in uh, up there? Not a ton. You know, it's a little, Not little bit of back and worth? forth. A little bit of back and forth up there. Well, BNF, huh? Well, you going up there, coming back down, yeah. going up there, coming back down. Do, 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 back pew, and forth. Pew, 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 um, If you could drive, uh, I mean, uh, speaking of R.E.M. songs, drive, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. if, if, if you could be in a self-driving car uh, that just like took you where you wanted to go, and sure. it was like it was like a chauffeur. It was like yeah. dri- it was like uh, I've heard of driving Miss Daisy, but what about uh, uh, driving Mister Adam? <laughs> yeah, over here, love that, love it. Would would you would you yeah. would you give it the voice of Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I guess th- that's probably <laughs> one of the options. <laughs> has he, before all of his recent troubles, has he recorded what every single tr- street oh, name? Yeah. What recent troubles? <laughs> oh. uh, what, okay, so the question is, would I give it the voice of Morgan Freeman? And would you sit in the back seat? Would I sit in the, would you sit in the back seat in a self-driving car? Yeah, why not? By yourself. By myself, and just whatever happens, happens. Just <laughs> give it up to God. <laughs> <laughs> One of those killed someone again recently. Uh, recently? How recent? Like last week. Really? Yes. Oh, man. Well, you know, I mean, real cars kill way more people. Okay. 
so let's just let this thing happen. But you know what I mean? Like, the well, uh, I guess some people would go, yeah, but if I was driving, it wouldn't have. No, you're more likely to have an accident when you're driving. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if two accidents out of all the self-driving cars, them's good odds as but far as I'm concerned. But don't you think the amount of self-driving cars is pretty low? Yeah, maybe, but I would say statistically you're probably safer in a self-driving car. Is it legal yet to ha- to just have a self-driving car? Uh, I don't know. I, probably not because they'll have to come out with a bunch of regulations or something. But here's the other thing. How do we know this wasn't a murder? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all like, oh, our self-driving car messed up. Uh, and it just happens to be this person that I uh, owed me a bunch of money or I owed a bunch of money too, I guess. It would. And self-driving cars, uh, could they like go on trial for murder? Yes, and it, but it would have to be a jury of self-driving cars. Right. And I guess the judge would be, but you know, the judge I, would have to be. I think this. Car. I think what we're doing right now is we're pitching Cars Four. Yeah, yeah. A got, mur- it's a murder. It's mystery. a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, it's like Clue, except with yeah. self-driving cars. Oh, the Owen Wilson car. What's it called? Dash Grabem yep. or what is it? Dash Grabem. <laughs> it it kills someone. Yeah, because it's a self-driving car and it's been programmed to to just kill people. And then Paul Newman comes back from the dead and is right. the judge again. Yeah, and just goes on trial. And, and then Bonnie Hunt mm-hmm. is the one that was murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And her ghost comes in. She has and to she, testify. She has to testify, but she wants to help out because she knows that Owen Wilson didn't you dash know, grab him. Dash grab him didn't have like you know. Didn't didn't have a bone to pick with her, you know, right. or an axle to pick with her. I guess is what you would say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, it's cars. Yeah, this stuff. is a good pitch. Oh, this is great. How soon can you get to the studio? I can. Uh, I can uh, be, on one of your trips up to Monterey. You want to make a little side trip over, over to, uh, uh, to Pixar? The, the old R. Yeah, Pixar? you want to get up there? I call it R. Why do you call it R? Uh, just because yeah, if I'm in a hurry and stuff. Um, well, yeah, I call it Pics. Yeah, I can't. Uh, what about this? What about this? Is this anything? Pixar Kelly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We should do that. And the cars pitch all in yeah, one. Yeah, all at once. Let's time together, though. Yep. And we'll time be like, all up. we'll say, like, guess who does the song <laughs> during the credits? It's Pixar, Pixar Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> He's willing to change his name. <laughs> 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 and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Now listen to this. And we, and we pitch. <laughs> and we pitch. What if they love the movie? We pitch Lightning McQueen being a murderer. <laughs> they love that part of it, but then we get to it. This is non-negotiable. <laughs> Pixar Kelly. Oh, good stuff. All right, look, we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about um, the band Hariam, as we have been exclusively for the past half hour, and their uh, 2001 album reveal. Um, And I'm excited to hear what you think about it, and uh, I wonder if you're excited to hear what I think about it. I am. Okay. I am excited. Although I I do feel I – well, we can talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it when we get back. And and that's a great tease <laughs> that you have something that you wonder. Um, so we'll talk about that after the break. We will be right back with more Are You Talking to R.E.M. Remy after this. Ready in to bury your father in your mother. Hey, everyone. Um, Adam and I are here to talk to you mm. about... 
our wonderful sponsor for the past few weeks, The Sound of Vinyl. Let's go! Um, the sound That's of vinyl. Sound. That, that is the sound. Is the sound of vinyl. <laughs> is this a business where you just listen to that and then you pay someone for it? Yes, okay. it is. <laughs> um, look, eat shit, eat shit. It's not a surprise that vinyl is so beloved by music fans. Oh god, I was surprised by that. Yeah. Oh my god. Ah! I guess it is one. Um, vinyl. We love it. We love listening to records. It sounds incredible. It looks great. It's fun to collect. It's way more fun to collect than MP3s. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone over to the house? You're like, would you like to see my collection of MP3s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. According to my calculations, <laughs> these are my MP3s. <laughs> what kind of calculations are you I making don't about? Know, um, the only problem is there's there's so much vinyl out there, and that's there. where the sound of vinyl comes in. Their mission. If you choose to accept it, that's a Mission Impossible reference, is to help you build the what? Tom Cruise is in those uh, the Mission Impossible. He movies. is, yeah, Tom Cruise. He's that guy in the in yep. who plays Ethan Hunt. That's Tom Cruise. That's Tom Cruise. He's wearing a disguise uh, in uh, all of the movies. I didn't recognize him. Um, what they want to do is they want to help you build the perfect vinyl collection. They have a website where you can shop for over 20,000 titles and an amazing recommendation service that can learn about your taste and offer personalized suggestions of records that you will love. And this is the best part, Adam. It works over text message. (sighs) Can I tell you that I got a text message yesterday that I responded yes to? Yeah, you can tell me that. Okay. I got a text message yesterday that I responded yes to. Huh. Um... It's uh, let me let me bring it up right here. David Bowie Heroes 2017 remastered version, twenty two dollars, three dollars shipping, free returns. I responded yes, and guess what? They're mailing it to me right now. You can even text back with a real live human who can help you find the perfect record. They have limited edition color vinyl. They have collectible vinyl. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Uh, Get exclusive records from Weezer, The Beach Boys, John Coltrane. I got one. It just arrived the other day. Aerosmith. Hariam, kiss, 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 kiss. So, is this a a collaboration between all these artists? There's a yeah. Get one record that has all these people on it. It's and it's secret. And it's uh. And if you text the right thing, they'll send it to you, and you're the only person that will own it. Like that Wu Tang record. There's no subscription fee and no commitment. No commitment whatsoever. Give it a try. Go to soundofvinyl.com/hariam. And sign up for the tech service to get $5 off your first record. Again, that's soundofvinyl.com slash harium for 5 bucks off your first record. Love you. Mm-mm. With smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping, Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. Hey, Adam, what do you got going on down there? Oh. You going commando or? Uh, what does you- that mean? That means uh, just uh, f- uh, f- just not wearing pants, Yogi Bear style. You know what Tom Petty used to call it? What's that? Free balling. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. R.I.P. Not only do Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, 
they perform well too. They're perfect for working out, which I know that uh, if you're like me, you do all the time. Constantly. Um, they're perfect for going to work, going out on dates. Ooh, kissy, kissy. Just everyday life. Everyone wears underwear, right? They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. Which means they eliminate odor. Now you uh, you've met my auntie microbial, haven't you? She is she's a the lovely best. woman. Um, they yes, they eliminate odor. And tell you what, Adam, if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. They're not going to ask questions like, "Were we not antimicrobial enough for you, Daddy?" Or how are your underwear? No, they're not going to ask any questions like that. I've used, of course, I've been talking about Mac Weldon. It seems like my whole entire life. Yeah, um, so easy to use the website. Uh, get a bunch of stuff to rub up against your junk. For twenty dollars off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code REM at checkout. That is MacWeldon.com. Enter promo code REM at checkout for $20. No, sorry, 20% off. I mean, $20 if you order $100 worth of stuff. Sure. I was just going to say, it could work out perfectly. Perfectly. 20% off your first order. MacWeldon, do it. Hey, welcome back to Are You Talking? REM Remy. Talking about REM today, about to um, talk about Reveal, Um, and uh, let's go through some of the stats. I'm here with Adam, by the way, who's chomping on some uh, little granola. Little little Mm G-Dog Grigro. Grigro. (laughs) Little G-Dog Grigro. That's what a lot of people call granola. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Um... When we last talked about REM, we were in 1999, and we were talking about the Man on the Moon soundtrack, and this album comes out uh, a scant year and a half later, May 14th, 2001. Uh, a spring release, which is spring unusual release. for them. Is this, I meant to look this up, is this the only spring release record that they've done? No, Accelerate. And uh, I believe Collapse Into Now. Really? I'm not mistaken. Um, Accelerate, is that like like the power, like Excel? You mean the the operating system? Yeah, the operating, yeah. Yes. Great. Um, Good start. Yeah. Oh, man. We're (laughs) really cooking. Cooking with petrol. Um, Okay. So, let's talk about May 14th, 2001. Where is Adam? He's excited about a, a new REM record, I would imagine, because the, la- the last proper release is up in up 96, right? 98. Or 90, 98, sorry. <laughs> Which I thought was a masterpiece, underappreciated. And, and you went around telling everyone and yes. telling Naomi, God, Buying. I really feel like Up was underappreciated. Oh, I for sure was saying. <laughs> we should call her. Naomi we should all about call her. It. Never. <laughs> she doesn't want to be on this show. I I, I just think she, there would be too many embarrassing things. About <laughs> you me you and REM. you already tell them. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and I remember uh, right before the album came out, Bono put out like a. A soundbite about this album, like a couple weeks before it came out. Why saying, didn't you just talk about it? Why? Why, why reduce it down bite? to a soundbite? 
I wonder why he, maybe they were on tour or something and he got interviewed and he said, oh, this new REM album, it's going to. It's going to freak everyone out. It's I mean, going to knock your dick into your butt, something like that. Um, and speaking of which, by the way, <clears throat> uh, speaking of U2, uh, putting it in context of U2 releases, uh-huh. U2 released um, All That You Can't Leave Behind mm-hmm. uh, before this. Yeah, in the fall of 2000. In the fall of 2000. So these are coming out right around. Yeah. Uh, and the U2 record, giant hit, yeah. return to form for them. Uh, massive singles uh, and a tour that I saw twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went around the world so much, and uh, and then uh, uh, so what? What? What are you doing May fourteenth, two thousand one? What's What's your? Well, it was. I, I gotten it was an exciting time. Ooh, I had gotten my first like big movie part. Mm-hmm. The previous fall is and this it the went, Hellraiser? <laughs> no. This was uh had you done Hellraiser at this point? Which Hellraiser? Yeah, that are you was in? like my very first job. Which one? It was Hellraiser Bloodline. Bloodline. Okay, so this it was is in, like that was in like 1994. Okay. Great. So this is oh, it's right after the drive video. Did they see you in the that split second in the drive video yeah, and say, like, "We got to get that guy in to Hellraiser." Raise some hell. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, I got my first big part in a movie in the Morgan Freeman movie actually. Cool. Um, and and then and so that kind of carried into 2001 a bit, and then I got a pilot for a show called The Court. Now I thought you didn't do TV <laughs> because I remember reading that Bono quote in USA Today in Washington D.C. where we were shooting this pilot. Okay, so you were doing a pilot for what is this called? It's the court. The court. It was, a, and this is about a basketball court that comes to life. That's what is right. This? It was an hour-long drama about the Supreme Court, starring Sally Field and really, yeah, interesting. And, and they, what did you? And, what did you play? Like, uh, it was about the the um, the what. When, oh, the clerks, the Supreme Court yeah, clerks, right? Which are like star law. If, if you were in coming. England, you would call it a clerk. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all got fired. Everyone except Sally Field got fired, and they went and made the show like a year later. And it with Sally Field and a bunch of other people, yes. not you. Yes. So the free man uh, became a free man after he got fired. Who Morgan? Freeman? Morgan Freeman? No, oh, that no was that's a movie. movie. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So just so uh, I was wondering if he would get fired. But you, so you don't you. You, Brian Cox was one of the other people. Brian Cox, he's yeah. great. Yeah. So everyone gets fired but Sally Field. And this is in the, what, in the middle of a scene? No, we made it. It got picked up for oh, season one. Oh, yeah. And then like, we were supposed to start shooting, and I went and looked at the set, and every, it was all happening, and then it got really quiet oh, <laughs> for a while. That is the nightmare oh, yeah. scenario, because yeah. you're, like, as an actor, you're so, like, pilot season, pilot season. Oh, yeah. And then, I got a pilot. Oh, my God. Oh, I hope it gets picked up. I hope it gets picked up. It fucking got picked up! Yeah. And then you start spending the money yeah. in your mind, yeah. and then that is such a terrible call when you get the call, like, hey, they're reshooting yeah. uh, all of your scenes with someone else. I mean, I went to, like, wardrobe fittings and... And saw and the the set was really cool. Um, is this what happened though? You were at a wardrobe fitting and something uh, went awry, and they were like, "Let's fire this guy." Yeah, I think I think it was um, just the way I kind of did my buttons, or maybe it was the way I tied my. T- it was the way I tied my tie. How'd you tie your tie? This, I mean, uh, I I put the tie on, mm-hmm. 
um, j- just kind of around my over the shoulders, right? With the shirt on, right? Yeah, shirt on, of course. Yeah, right? that's yeah, yeah. And you then, seem to be asking me a question. No, I'm right just now. kind of confirming with you that this is all normal. Okay. And then I take my pants off. Okay. See, this here's the problem. What's that? All right. You've said I take my pants off. Right. People don't want to see that at a wardrobe fitting. I but mean, I had to tie my tie. Wait, and can I ask you, in this uh-huh. show, were you supposed to be tying your tie a lot, like whenever, anytime you went into court? Yeah, I mean, every time I, it was my signature move was I tied, I have a different color tie. <laughs> and you tie. take your I mean, pants down like you're... I take my pants down when I tie the tie, and so that's just yeah, part of how I Yeah, this is no good. Anyway, we all got fired. You ever been in a bathroom when someone goes into the urinal and takes their pants all the way down to their ankles? I remember in elementary school that happening a lot. And so when I see an adult do it, it's incredible. <laughs> it's it, it's like a unicorn. I mean, a unicorn doesn't exist. It's it's like one of the most rare things. But it's a great it happens, bit. It's a great. It's not. I, people are not doing it as, as a no, bit. No, I know. But if you do do it as a bit, it's a great bit. It's a great bit with yeah. your friends. Yeah. But to see it happen. It's unnerving. So you're fired – are so, you, are you married at this point or what? No. Uh, um, I get fired from You get fired from your show. TV show. The movie's not out yet. But when Reveal came out specifically, I was – the show had just been picked up for the season. Because so this was is like May really because excited. pilots, uh, they all pick them up in May. Yeah. And they may, Did you go to like New York to, to announce it and all that? Did they fly the no. cast out? No. Not me. I wasn't like – I think Sally Field. And of course, yeah. I think it was Alicia Witt maybe was the lead mm. of the show. I don't – gosh, I don't – Billy Twin Burke Peaks? maybe? I don't remember. Some good shit there. Um, did you ever – do you have a copy of you, of yourself in it? I do not. That's too bad. We got to dig that up. You know what? I will say that I was like, I'm going to dive into the research about the Supreme Court. And so I read <laughs> a couple, like there's this book, 1L, the Scott Turow book, which is a really good book. But And, and you're reading about the Supreme Court and you're like, Roe v. Wade, what is this thing? Yeah. <laughs> we have to get rid of this. <laughs> um, I what, what I realized was that the Supreme Court is kind of boring, mm-hmm. like dramatically. What they do is fascinating. Actually, reading some of the briefs are really interesting. Right. But as a show- No, because how, like, how often are you like, hey, Sotomayor, get in yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> you got to see this. Right. You know, and so much of like one hour dramas are like people rushing down hallways of like, hey, something just happened. Yeah. And, I mean, and yeah. the Supreme Court, by its nature, takes a long time. Like, they and, take yeah. forever to make decisions. And they take so much time off as well. Yes. Of like, you know, they're not hanging out together all the time. Like, if I, they were hanging out together in a house like the real world, right? then maybe there's a show. That's, that's the show. That's what we need to do. That's what Donald Trump needs to do. And I think if Pixar Kelly does the theme song, <laughs> then it's a surefire hit. Um, how is Sally Field? She's great. I worked with her once. I thought she was uh, 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 she was awesome. Yeah, I, I she was in uh, this movie Little Evil I did just like a year and a half ago. I love her. She's the best. And that was a big hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she was great. And uh, did she remember you from the Supreme Court? Or I, did you ever bring I it up? I never even mentioned uh, it. I bet you didn't because you're a coward. <laughs> Um, and so, so that just got picked up. Um, and do, do you remember going to the record store to pick up this record? Speaking of getting picked up, yeah, oh yeah, I, I'm, I don't remember specifically, but I'm sure I went at midnight uh, 
tower. There's a Tower Records in Glendale, actually. Oh, yeah. So if you lived in Silver Lake, it was really close. It was easy, yeah. Did you I, ever go to that one? I never went to that one. I would go to the one in the Valley. Um, I was just thinking about this in the uh, up until I moved in 2000 to, to an apartment just down there. Um, but up before that, I went to the Van Nuys Tower all the time. Uh-huh. I went there at midnight on Tuesday. On or, Ventura. On, on Mondays, rather, on Ventura. I went to it all the time. There was a tower, and then across the street, there was something called Moby Disc, which was used record oh, yeah. stores. I went there like three or four days a week. Yeah. Oh, I would go to the tower in Glendale like every day. Yeah. And just uh, – and and I, so – and before that, I went to the tower in Orange County in Buena Park and mm-hmm. just like constantly looking at like – and and there's nothing – like now with the internet, you always hear about a new release. People are trying to surprise you a little more by surprise releasing. Yeah. But I remember back in the day, I'd be like – I'd look up at one of my favorite bands and be surprised that, oh, my God, there's a new single out. Yeah. Or, you know, and it was something yeah. – if it wasn't the biggest band in the world, you sometimes would not hear about it. Yeah. And you would just be like, oh, 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 a new single's out. Oh, I can buy this. And you buy that and then rush over to the imports to see if there's a a different B-side on the import version. Yeah. And then you would have your eye on a couple singles or or CDs or something, and you just keep going back every day and kind of looking Mm -hmm. at them. Should I spend the $17.99? And I would just like slip them into my backpack and just walk walk out and hope that they – Yeah, hope it doesn't trigger the sensor. Those are good times. Yeah, steal everything. Steal everything. Everything. Oh, so good. So so uh, uh, would you say May 2000 was – it was an exciting time for you because you feel as if – uh, your career is finally on that hotline <laughs> to heaven. May two thousand one, yes. two thousand one. That's right. Uh, yeah, I was I was so excited to be on a show that <laughs> got picked up. Little did I know that I was yeah. soon to be crushed. But uh, but yeah yeah I was I was excited. What what uh, what were you doing, Scott? Let's see. Two thousand. I had uh, uh, I'd l- just moved into that apartment, into my own apartment. I was living by myself for the first time in a long time. Um, Where was this apartment? This apartment was over by the uh, over, sort of over by the Hollywood Bowl, um, kind of by the uh, Hollywood and Highlandish. Uh, uh-huh. Had a, had a really good view of the Capitol Records building. That's cool. That's um, cool. It was a, a double-level apartment. It was an upstairs and a downstairs. Oh, wow. And you were by yourself? And I was by myself. It wasn't like a lot. Of, it was a one-bedroom, but it was a cool layout where it was like on two levels. It was very so cool. So what was downstairs and what was upstairs? Downstairs was uh, where we kept the servants' quarters. Yeah. How many servants <laughs> and upstairs, did you have? Yeah, you know, a good uh, 50 or so, you okay. know. For, for a single gentleman. Yeah, in a one-bedroom, you've got to have staff. 50 people working there. <laughs> no, upstairs was a... a Bedroom and a bathroom. Downstairs was living room and kitchen. Okay, but it felt big because it had oh, stairs. Oh yeah, that's and, awesome. And it had a big view of of Hollywood and stuff. It was very cool. I remember having a one bedroom was something. I remember seeing that as like an extravagance that there's no way I was because I because you I, always had roommates. No, because I always had a studio apartment. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of gave up on the roommate thing eventually. Yeah, I, it's a pain it, in the ass. Yeah. I had some great ones along the way, but mm-hmm. but living by yourself is so much better. Yeah. I remember at this place, uh, you would park down below, and then I would take a, an elevator up past the first floor, past the second floor, 
and I was on the third floor, right? And I had the third and fourth floor, basically, on, uh-huh. in my apartment. And I remember, <laughs> I remember. Did you have an entrance on both levels? No, just, uh, but I had a balcony on the fourth, okay. the fourth floor. Um, but I remember very vividly uh, uh, having a poker game uh, over, I met you at a poker game, so with that normal group of people. Yeah. And getting home at 4.30 in the morning and this is not a huge apartment complex. Yeah. This is like maybe 25 apartments or whatever. Uh-huh. And I, I'm in the bottom level and going like, oh, there's there's no one who's going to step into this elevator. <laughs> and in between the the parking level and, the, and my apartment, I let out just the, <laughs> the loudest, smelliest fart. Yeah. And then – at the first level, the doors open, and there's someone waiting to get in, and it's 4.30 in the morning. So and there's I'm, no way it's anyone else. It's anyone it else, and I'm like, I panic, and I get out on the first level. Amazing. Um, like, I say, hello, and I get out, and I leave them in the elevator going up, and then I'm like, what the fuck? What That's the fuck incredible. do I do? And then I had to figure out how to, like, walk up some stairs to get to my apartment. That's my major memory with that place. That's two, that's spring of 2001 spring of, for you. Uh, spring of 2001, now, I'm this, still there. Is this building still there? Because I know they tore down a lot of stuff. No, it's still there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, I think they built something right next to it because it was a vacant lot right next to it for a long time. Do you remember what your rent was? Yeah, it was 1200 Oh, wow. Yeah, it was – I mean, not great, but it was uh, – and, and especially considering my rent before that was 335 $335? Yeah. So when I had a roommate, we split like yeah. a $770 two-bedroom place. But better location, being alone. Yeah. I, I was working in TV. It, that's great. Yeah. I was doing – I was writing movies and stuff. So it was – you know, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I was in a weird place uh, with the career because we had just shot the Mr. Show movie. Oh, right. Literally in November, uh, in the fall of 19 19- – of uh, 2000. Yeah. Because I was there during the uh, George W. Bush election uh, and the whole electoral college thing was going on and I was – That's <clears> right. <throat> all that just – All that I was in happened. Atlanta um, watching on TV and I was basically uh, like the Mr. Show movie has been talked about. It was a big uh, f- uh, problem and failure and I think – It's a bit of a mixed experience. A shit show. I, I, flew, I flew myself out there to uh, – to shadow the production and to be helpful, yeah. uh, you know, and to write and stuff yeah. like that. And the my uh, the first scene of my first day when I was there for a week, uh, I was told to get the fuck off set. <laughs> and so I was there for a week, uh, basically just in my hotel room like watching. Not, a, not allowed to go on set? Like, uh, stop talking to people, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> oh, man. All because I had an opinion on which shirt – uh, David Cross should wear. Oh, um, so, <laughs> and by the way, not by David. Yeah, not uh, David Cross. Yeah. Right? So it was, and then uh, you know, this is around the time when we saw the edit of it and it and realized how bad it was. And uh, and then I also was fired off of a movie at this time as well. Oh, so uh, a so movie I was d- writing. So it was a it was a very like career wise. Uh, we both got fired in two thousand one. Yes, and. Uh, that's was, a tough – that first getting – that was my first time getting fired. And yeah. And it was – it's hard. No, I, I think I've talked about this on another show. I had this kind of like – my comedy career was start doing comedy. Bob Odenkirk saw me the second time, said, hey, come right on my show. Yeah. 
went and wrote on the show, got an Emmy nomination, yeah. and then it's like, hey, come do a movie. And in my head, we're like, oh yeah, we're making the Holy Grail. Same group of people. Same group of people. Go we're make making, a my, yeah, gonna make a classic. And then right in two thousand and one, like literally while I was on set. Uh, in that week in Atlanta, I was also fired off the movie I was writing. Oh, man. And this comes out, and we're fired. We're ba- essentially fired off this movie. And I was like, what's happening? Oh, <laughs> My career was so going so well. So I thought it was all over. Um, but uh, Yeah, and when that happens for the first time, you think that that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, it's all done, and you're never going to work again. No, I I got another movie that I was writing at the end of 2001. Don't worry, and I was fired off of that one too. So, uh, <laughs> but wait, for writers, it, it happens all the time. happens all the it's time. Like yeah, transaction. Yeah, it, uh, the first one wasn't even my fault. I was fired before I ever turned in a single yeah. page. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer, but it's it just happens. yeah it just happens. Being told yeah. to get the fuck off set is not something that's that not so cool. <laughs> happens all the time. Um, so that's where I was, and I didn't. I I will say that okay. So that that particular uh, apartment that I was in, I remember owning this record in. Uh, I remember I bought this record. Oh, you did. You got I did. Reveal. I did buy this record because I'll tell you what happened was, um, I I I had two. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I had two uh, 300 disc changers, uh-huh. 300 CD changers, uh-huh. and I bought one, and it was great. It was it would because uh, I have a lot of CDs, right? And I like to listen to music on random. Yeah. Like my dream, I remember I had a roommate in 1990, 1990 um, that had a six disc changer in one of those console stereos, uh-huh. you know, and I was like, oh shit, this is amazing, and you can put it on random, right? Mm-hmm. You could put. Six totally different CDs in there. Listen to the songs on random, and this is the dream. So you don't have to listen to one record yeah. all the way through. And then I timed it. There was while the discs were changing. Every single time a song ended, it would have to change yes. discs. And I timed it once. It was seventeen seconds of just like whirring uh, and and pausing while you're waiting to hear another. Is that song. why you got another one? So here's what happened. So I got I got this 300 disc changer, and it still had the same problem. It was a little quicker, but it would still like. It was a carousel. Well, mechanically, what it's doing is actually pretty complicated. Yes, it's like taking a CD away from the laser that's reading yep. it and then moving the carousel around to another random disc and then yep. s- inserting that into the hole and having the laser read that. But it was still like taking too long yep. for a 300-disc thing. But what I found was I could buy another 300-disc changer, hook it up using a cord, and they had a thing where you, it would alternate between the two. So you could play a song. Wait, they did this on purpose? Like- they did this on purpose, yeah. So it was two of the exact same things. If you attach them with a special cord, then you could play they a random— fill each other's gaps. You could play— Hey. <laughs> Sorry. You could play a random song on the first one, and then the second that song ended— a song on the second one would play. Oh, so and then it's queuing up the next yeah, one. Yeah, and there's no or... gap. So I had 600 CDs wow. going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So what I would do is at the time I probably had, um, you know, 3,000 CDs. Yeah. So I would just make best ofs yeah. of every band that I had. Yeah. Um, I would burn them with a, with a burner yeah. that I had. And so I... I would get like this is around the time that I like technically bought the REM records that I hadn't had yeah. just for the singles so I could make 
right. burner CDs off of them, but I never listened to them. I just like you know burned those get, like imitation songs. of life. Off so of so I do happen to know three of the songs on this record before I listen to it: imitation of life, all the way to Reno, and I'll take the rain. Right. Those are the three that I know. Um, and I remember having it in this actual apartment, and I moved out of this uh, apartment at the end of 2001. So I think I'm, I don't think I bought it new, but I found it used at some point. Do you still have those CD changers? Or no, do you still have your CDs? I still have my CDs, yeah. yeah. They're all in storage, but yeah, I still yeah. have them. Yeah. I kept, I eventually, it's because it was taking up so much fucking room, I eventually put all of mine in books. Did you put yours in books? No, no, I still have them. In the cases? Yeah, yeah. I have like, Basically, two of these walls full of the yeah. tall, uh, you know, like eight feet right. uh, storage things. I really regretted doing that. I regretted getting it because I threw out all the— All the art and all that? Well, all you the take cases. the booklet yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really regretted doing it eventually because, like, a friend of mine did it, and I was like, whoa, that's a pretty major thing to do. Like, you threw out all yeah. that, and he's like— you have no idea. Traveling, it's so fucking easy. I can have all of my CDs with me. Not right. a big deal. Then another friend of mine did it, and he's like, you got to do it. It's changed my life. <laughs> right. So I was like, uh, okay, and I what did What year it. is this, by the way, that you're doing this? Oh, that was like 95, 96. So this is right before iPods come out. <laughs> and Yeah, well, I uh, no, I didn't get it. Oh, I iPods guess- didn't come out until like 01. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh, no, too. that's true. Okay, so you had a good five years of being yeah, pretty yeah. portable. Yeah, and yeah. You, you know, you would put it in your suitcase, but it's yeah. like a full booklet is like twenty five pounds or something. <laughs> yeah, and it's you're carrying like, that around with yeah. you in your suitcase. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I eventually kind of regretted getting rid of all it because I really do like the yeah. tactile. Well, my uh, cool op uh, keeps asking me, "When are you going to sell your CDs? When are you yeah. going to sell your CDs?" And I'm like, "Never." Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're they're in storage. I never get to see them. But I I tell you, quite often I'm like, "Oh God, I wish I had my CDs in the house so I could check this thing in the uh-huh. artwork or whatever." And I, uh, I don't yeah. get to do it. But I will say, back on those shuffle, the random shuffle thing, when I finally got a computer and iTunes, and you could put it on shuffle and all that. It was like the dream for me that I'd been dreaming about ever oh, since, yeah. you know, 1990 with my friend's six disc changer. I was just like so excited of like yeah. every single song I have, you can just you random. Mean just the shuffle. Yeah, the shuffle yeah. part of it is was so exciting to me. Um, that's. Uh, that's yes. Interesting. Fuck. What was I going to No, I was going to say something. God damn it. Uh, were you going to talk about getting rid of all your artwork or were you going to talk about uh, iTunes finally getting a computer with no, iTunes? It was something connected to the uh, previous thing we were talking about. Artwork I, was, thing. I was saying that Kulop is asking when I'm going to sell my CDs and I'm saying never, even though I don't have them in the this house. This isn't what I was thinking of, but you're, if you ever want to sell them, you're going to have to do it soon because. Because soon. soon no one will want them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, that's the whole point. Is but that, it'll be cool to have. Might be a cool thing to have. Like why I also get rid of them? also with you know say I have twenty five thousand CDs or whatever. There's it would it's so time consuming to sell them off one by one that then, it's more like going to a store and saying how much will you pay me for twenty five thousand CDs. Also, Amoeba, you bring them twenty five thousand CDs. They're only going to buy like ten thousand. Well, no, it's more like saying to a store like that, hey. There's a collector who is willing, you know, like basically yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they hear this all the time of like, this person wants to get rid of their entire collection. Right. How much will you will right. you buy the entire collection for? And they're doing it for pennies on yeah, yeah, the yeah, dollar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you oh, know. What I was going to say is I really oh, do. Oh, finally. What do you got? <laughs> I really do miss the, 
looking at the artwork. It, like, because now if a new album comes out and I'm like, oh god, I wonder who produced that. It's mm-hmm. it's not in the it's not always in the Wikipedia. description on iTunes or whatever. Yeah. So you have to like Google. Sometimes it's just not available. It's a bummer. We waited all that time for that. That's what it was. <laughs> That's Jesus literally what I, was, what I was thinking. All right, so let's talk about reveal. What did you say that was so great? <laughs> yeah, nothing. I had a thing about two, three hundred disc changers. Yeah, semi interesting. Um, all right, let's talk about reveal. Okay, so reveal comes out, and uh, we both own the album. At least uh, you own it right away, but I own it within a few months. I don't listen to it. You listen to it right away. Imitation of um, Life came out before. Oh yeah, April thirtieth. So it came out mm-hmm. just a couple weeks before. Yeah, just a couple of weeks. Um, should we listen to some songs or should we take yeah, a let's, break? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Let's listen to the song. Fuck breaks. No, let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about, uh, of course, uh, the album Reveille. We'll be right back with more. Are you talking REM Remy right after this? Talking about love. Hey, Adam. Yeah. Do you know Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye? Yep. Not personally, but I not know. Not personally, but you've seen yeah. Queer Eye? Yeah, I love Queer Eye. Queer Eye was great. It's Qu- terrific. I think I just said Quarry. 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 They're, they have new episodes coming up from what I hear. That was a quick, quick turnaround. Well, they filmed them both at the same time. Oh, they did? Yeah. Well, that's the reason. Mm-hmm. You got to read EW, well, they, my man. They could. I guess I do. They could have uh, They could have put it out months ago then. They could have put it out at the same time. I yeah. don't know why they're, they're teasing us. They're Anyway, did you know uh, that uh, he's one of the hosts, one of the five uh, yes, yes, guys is. from Queer Eye? Yes. Do, do you know he also has a podcast called Getting Curious? I knew that, yeah, and it's exciting that yeah. we're talking about and it And right it's now. available right here on Earwolf. Oh. Yeah. He's he explores one, he's anything and everything under the sun. Shut up, shut up. He's part of the Earwolf family is what I was trying to say. That's very exciting. And he explores anything and everything under the sun? Yeah, I guess. Okay. What does that mean, under the sun? Well, I, Why are you talking like this? Uh, it's written on a piece of paper here. <laughs> oh, wait, you're reading? Yeah. Wow, you were really selling it. Um, join Jonathan on the journey as he talks to experts in their fields and has in-depth – I. by the way, why not talk to an expert that's like he's an expert but not in the field that you're talking to him about? An expert in something that he knows nothing about. Yes, that's an what expert I in something. Hear. That's what I want to hear. That's the that's the show. Um, he has in depth, eye opening conversations about topics like saving bees with a biology professor, or learning how to do triple axles with Olympian Mirai Nagasu. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Sounds good yeah, to me. No, absolutely. Um, and after you're done binge-watching season two of Queer Eye, which just came out on Netflix, you can get to know a different side of Jonathan's co-stars with past episodes that feature Antoni Porowski and Karamo Brown. Those guys are great. Now, this week on Getting Curious, Queer Eye fashion expert Tan France is the star guest on a, an extra special episode. Is that how do you spell it? Taunt? Ta- Tan? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's Tan. It might be Tan. I forget. I haven't watched. It was a while ago. I just call him Frenchy. (laughs) Yeah. Subscribe to Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever the fuck you listen. Are you talking REM Remy? This is the first song off of Reveal. This is The Lifting. 
singing uh, Great Beyond. Great Beyond. Because that chord change sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, crashing yeah, I never realized to that the ground. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I'm gonna, I have a, uh, we'll play it a little in the background. Okay, so this is the first time I've heard this. Yeah. When I, or, or you know, I'm putting myself in the mind of the first yeah. time I heard it. Uh I feel uh, I have a controversial opinion about this whole record. I like it a lot. The whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> yes. Oh wow! This is uh, one of my favorites recently. Oh wow! Um, I felt like this was like such a step forward sonically for them. It's uh-huh. like, oh, okay. Uh, this is a, uh, they're, they're finally, it sounded modern to me for the first time. Like, like they're, rather the than experimenting, they're mastering they're, these more electronic instruments? Yes. Like, like for me, for me, I was like, this album kind of r- reminds me of stuff from the late nineties and early two thousands, like Madonna Ray of Light and stuff. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. and I, when I looked it up, the producer mixed Madonna's Ray of Light. Yeah. Pat McCarthy. Yeah. So, and I was like, the. You know, as opposed to Up, which used pretty traditional rock in- instrumentation, mm-hmm. this is using all the bleeps and bloops of stuff that I think is really interesting. And it but sounds. But don't you think there were lots of bleeps and bloops? There on were bleeps up? and bloops, but this sounds to me like more of a modern record somehow huh. to me. Um, and it, I got a big smile on my face with this song. I I absolutely love this song. And it sounds very summery. I heard. I read. Yeah. I read after listening to this, they wanted to do do like a summer inspired record and it just sounds like mm-hmm. happy but it doesn't sound revisionist like uh oh we're trying to do chronic town or we're no. trying to do murmur it's again. a new it, it's really big it sounds like it has an epic feel to it <laughs> and there's this weird i shouldn't use that that <laughs> it's word. really big that it's that the bridge it's almost like there's a new chorus they only do it once but it's almost right. like um everything's a pre-chorus until the bridge and then they they right after the chorus they go to a new place it's really interesting yeah i love this song it's has an epic feel to it. it's a great album opener i also interestingly enough i or maybe not interesting at all but i listened to the original version like the demo version yeah and that to me is like what could have like where they could have gone wrong in a way because it's slower. It's much slower. It's like more kind of plotting REM yes. kind of stuff. Let's play a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, and Good. I was I was afraid you were gonna like this one more than the album version. I mean, they really broke it open and made it 
See, this this sounds like okay. This is traditional instruments. It's slow, like up was. Mm-hmm. Like I think I was glad the album wasn't more of this. Like when I when I heard this version, I was like, "Who's the genius who came in and said, hey, what if you played it twice as fast?'" <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it's not only playing it faster; it's also just just the instrumentation sounds. Yeah, the instrumentation sounds out. modern and it sounds yeah. fun and it sounds. Um, it like this album sort of reminds me a little bit of like XTC Skylarking a little mm-hmm. bit, where it's just like a breezy kind of mood mm-hmm. summary album. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. I have uh, issues no one will be surprised to hear with the sequencing, um, and we'll get to those in a second. But in general, I am a a big fan of this record. Great. Let's keep going. All right. This is. I'm so glad to hear that. Track two, I've Been High. songs on the record i think i i i'm pleased but i am so surprised that you're having this reaction to this record i will also say the majority all but two of the songs on this record are under five minutes including uh-huh. this one is three and a half uh-huh uh well i because i felt like i listening i listened to the up episode and i felt like i didn't really stick up for it enough but also my kind of honest reaction to up because it used to be my favorite mm-hmm. rem record but my honest reaction listening to it for the couple weeks leading up to recording it was i just wasn't well, i wasn't connecting to and, and some of it just didn't age well for me this is um, by the way a very emotional soundtrack for your confession <laughs> but i just i listening back to the episode i felt like i wasn't you weren't saying defending that defending it enough as much as you would have. But I kind of, I was kind of 
because there are there are some songs on that that I do love, but I, don't I, I will say like I I along the way here I've been purging some of the songs off my iPod of like I'm not gonna I want want this on you know the best music I have, but I will say for up. Uh, I had purged most of, most of the songs off of it, and then I heard, I happened to hear "Sad Professor" the other day. I was like, "Oh no, I like that one," and so I yeah. put it I put it back. Like I feel like a lot of those songs are really good, but something about all of them being six or seven minutes and the album being so uh, you're still a person that uses the old iPod and you yeah. you have to plug it in in order to update it. I don't and have to thing. plug it in. I get to plug it in. <laughs> oh my god! No, I do that because it it holds way more uh, songs than uh, an iPhone is able to. Yeah, but you don't have to have the actual file on your phone. You can just stream it all when you're driving. Mm-hmm. Are you some sort of like uh, wealthy? you know, eccentric millionaire that you can use all your data streaming music uh, when you're not connected to Wi-Fi as you're driving? I just have unlimited data. Oh, my God. I can't afford that. No, it's – no, it's – I don't even know if they do unlimited data anymore. I got to get on a TV if, show. If you, no, no, no. Data. If you get unlimited data right when iPhones came out. No, I do have that. But um, – Then why do you keep but, the, No, because I want it all from my my collection. I don't want it from Spotify or whatever. Like what are you streaming it from? Apple Music. Yeah, I don't want Apple Music. I want like the specific music that I have at home. But they have it all on Apple Music. No, they don't. I have a lot of stuff that's not on Apple Music. Well, then, is but your Apple Music and your library are mixed. So the stuff that isn't on Apple Music, I can still Apple Music. If you want to uh, Apple Music, if you're listening and you want to pay me to go on <laughs> Apple Music, Adam is some sort of sucker. He he pays for it. Um, I think if you want to pay me to be one of your celebrity clientele, yeah, I'll, I'll so go on Apple Music. So you don't do any streaming I do, at all? Uh, you know what? We have streaming connected to the Sonos, uh, you know, Spotify and all that, but Cool App mainly uses that. I use, like, the stuff from my collection because so I like you my collection. strictly you, – you have a couple of those that you keep in different places? Yeah. But this this one's for the car. This is That's this your is car. my car one. Yeah, and I whittle it down to 160 gigs, which is about 25,000 songs that I keep having to like purge no, I, stuff from. I remember like 10 years ago being having why are we my fighting car about one. this. No, no, no. I'm not I'm I just say I remember why are, you ma- this. why are you making fun of this? And I'm not making fun of it. You're I'm making just fun saying of me I remember I like that it. and this it's is really so hurts much my easier. Feeling. Like I come in here and I I do all the prep. I get all the songs together. I have to put them in playlists. I sync my iPod and then you come in here and make fun of me. And See, what do you do? You're sitting here eating your G-dog if you if Granny you, Danny over if here. If you just had it on the streaming then you wouldn't have to prepare anything it's just all there yeah but i did and do i get a thank you <laughs> no i get a what are you doing that for scott i thank you every single day of my life do you yes <laughs> why don't you do it publicly first, no first thing I know. in the morning i know you every do. morning i know you do um but you never do it on air i i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think the I'm sure you have a high bit rate. Like the quality is top notch. Mm-hmm, it is. I do it at 320. So it takes up a bit more room. Yeah, but I'm sure it sounds great. It better, does sound great, better right? than streaming off of anything. Yes, that's the other thing. I streaming to the Bluetooth in the car sounds shitty to me. Yeah, it doesn't sound as good. Yeah, S- listening to a CD in the car, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't as good as a CD. This isn't you know direct CD quality. It's not FLAC files, but it's you know. Did you ever try the? Pono thing? The no, I never tried. No. Fuck no. Did you? I bought like a bunch of them for Christmas. Shoving up your butt? (laughs) 
No, I never tried it. It's the perfect shape for shoving up but your butt. Do you remember when he like was would they had videos of him playing it for people in it's the like, car and Hey, like, here's my pono. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so do you like that song? I can't get a handle on it. I do. I yeah. I've been high. I, I like uh-huh. it a lot. Okay, great. Um this is track three. Um this is uh and this is one of the songs I knew and really liked. This is all the way to Reno, you're gonna be a star. <laughs> Second single. Um, I, sonically, I really like this. I mean, it's like a cross between you have these sort of like westerny guitar licks. It's like Glenn Campbell. It's a Glenn Campbell. Like, I love Glenn Campbell. Me too. And it's like a Jimmy Webb, Glenn yeah. Campbell kind of thing, but with, done with the modern production, modern at the time, of Madonna's Ray of Light, which doesn't sound dated really to me even still in the way that some stuff does. Um, and you have like Michael Sype crooning over the whole record, mm-hmm. sort of like uh, not not like a lounge singer, but it's almost like a Burt Bacharach yeah. kind of feel. The whole uh, uh, thing. A lot of the record has a bit of that in it. Yeah, Bacharach, uh, Beach Boys, Glenn Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all things that I love, and uh, but d- still feels modern to me. And here's the uh, bridge. They're writing bridges again. Were they not writing bridges before? Go listen to Up. I mean, this is like, hey, I'm trying to get to the River Kwai over here. Come on, I need a bridge. That's a good joke, right? Yeah, it's solid. But you disagree, obviously, because you're like grimaces. This, this song's almost five minutes long. Yeah. I, I, I don't love this song. You don't? I don't. Wow. You I, don't think it should have been a single? No. So when it was chosen as a single... No, I, I do think because it's it's really catchy. It's like, very it catchy. Gets yeah. Stuck in your head. Um, I like the way it sounds. I like it sonically as well. Mm-hmm. I love those like traveling Wilburys acoustic guitars, mm-hmm. like this cruising the, along in the verses. This is the first song that kind of has a guitar featured yeah. very heavily. And too. I love the the Glenn Campbell mm-hmm. guitar. But, but you don't like it. So the, it's very catchy. You love the the sound of it. Yeah. And you don't like it. <laughs> Not really. I, I don't know. I, is it the subject matter? Is it the lyrics? I think it's the the maybe the the chorus. Uh, all the way to Reno. I, look, I, you're going to be a star. Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, I think I'd, when it came out, I thought it was 
good and and everything. I just I don't know. It's not my. I've favorite. always liked it. Yeah. All right. Well, this is interesting. We are uh, uh, splitting on how much we like things. Uh, here. I, I, th- that is not a, an REM song. I th- I thought you would uh, really stick up for it. No. I. You know what? I tell you the the whole. Uh, have you heard Glenn Campbell's? Uh, one of his most recent records yeah, before he when passed he did away. All the covers. When he did all the covers. Yeah, like, it sort of reminds me of this, yeah. yeah. Um, li- the, the one where he does, like, the Tom Petty cover and the Foo Fighters cover and, like, oh, they're so good. I really like the Travis cover he did. Yes. He did Sing. Should we he? hear a little bit of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I'll find it. It's on there. It's You know what? You have it's it in on there? here. Oh, wow. yeah. It's on here. Are these artists flattered when you choose them to be on your iPod? <laughs> yes, I, know, reach out? I notify all of them. I say, you have been chosen <laughs> as one of the 25,000 songs, as, as at least one. Um, okay, so... Wow, so split decision split on... Split decision uh, on All the Way to Reno. Gonna, gonna um, put, I have to know, though, at this point, yeah. the first time you hear this, Great Beyond hinted at this. I think... When we talked in the last episode about Great Beyond, you didn't like it that much. But Great Beyond hinted at this direction. What do you? How are you feeling when you hear these three songs the first time you hear it? I'm excited because it's an REM record, and I do like <laughs> yeah, naturally. No, but I do like the the electronic direction. I mm-hmm. thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of sounds to me, um, not to interrupt what you think about it, um, but it that it's, you asked me about. Yeah, it's it sounds. Because uh, this is a point I wanted to make. It sounds to me like they finally figured out what to do without Bill Barry, mm. in a way, even though there's right. only been one record since he left. Right. But you know what I mean? It sounds like they're finally like, we don't have to not pretend, you know, pretend like we don't have drums or yeah. we don't have to use loops or whatever. Like, like, this just sounds like, hey, this is a new band in a uh-huh. way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you want to, did, did you have anything to continue with? Or? Like when I heard... You're, all the way to Reno. Yeah, I think I liked it and thought it was a fun like. But just pop generally song. about the record, the first time you heard it. Not, oh yeah, not I, what you think about it now. Just, I loved it. Oh, okay, when great. I first heard it, yeah, yeah. of course you did. All right, here's track four. This is she wants to be. It's now that she walked away Her world got smaller All the usual places The same destinations Only something's changed It's now that she was in water Pomegranate afternoons Fingers check, bigger and chest sets now. A stampede in fortune, a grim affectations. She's off on the right, but she knows now it's greater than the whole of the past. It's greater, and now she knows. Kick it! She wants to be. This is the chorus. Yeah, yeah, let's hear a little bit of the chorus. She just wants to be somewhere. She just wants to be. She just wants to be somewhere. 
What do we think she wants to be? She just wants to be um, a, 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 another one of the songs that is not my favorite. I this is where this is where the sequencing goes awry for me because you've had three like songs in a general mood, uh-huh. and then this one kind of returns to a little more traditional REM instrumentation of mm-hmm. that bing bong bong mm-hmm. uh, guitar. Sounds a little bit modern on the chorus. I like the chorus a lot. I, I, really? I, yeah, the I, I like the choruses. The verses are not my favorite. This this to me. If this were front-loaded like U2's record, All That You Can't Leave Behind a little bit more, where it had like all the good songs in the first six, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this were in the were a little bit later, um, then uh, I like it more. I think this album would have been a little more successful if they would have uh, put the singles up a little uh, earlier. But uh, but I but I, but this is one that look. This is not going to be a surprise to you. I made a new resequencing, uh-huh. and it it so makes, did I. It makes the record for me. Yeah. Okay. I, I again, it's what it's a it's a song that's you know fine. It's just not one of my favorite. And it is yeah. It's not one of my favorite. Five and a half minutes. It's yeah. It's over five, but that's because of the pace of it. But I do like the I like the melody. Yeah. It's it's. I just feel like they've done better of this. Yeah. Sure. But I like it. Not your favorite. No. Like the song that's a that's coming up here. Yeah. Similar arena. Great song. I like this song a lot too, but I will say the one two punch of this preceded by this. Yeah, it's weird. On track four and five weird. is bad sequencing. This is disappear. Yeah, this is a great song. Check my feet across the sea. Jumped out the passenger side The only thing worth looking for Is what you find inside But that had not yet appeared Lost, invisible here Tell I've even agged here Turned in for all of us Before I learned to see Sort of the answer song to Radiohead's How to Disappear Completely, based on a uh, bit of advice that Michael Stipe gave to Tom York when Tom York had stage fright, saying that uh, just imagine that the audience has disappeared. Um, So two similar songs. Um, Yeah. I like this one. I I feel like these two have ruined the summary mood of Hey, having a good time a little bit for me. <laughs> okay. Um, this is, you know, another like sort of traditional waltz, you know. Yeah, but it's great. It's great. No, I love it. It makes my resequencing, but I I put it in the back half. It's just weird to me that they would, I don't know. At the time, you know, at the time, I liked them all. So, but it just, it usually takes me a while to be able to be, like pick out the ones that, that aren't as good, but. 
It's weird that they would put these two together. I agree. It's strange. It's a weird two after another after you've had three like kind of breezy pop things. Yeah. Then like, hey, back to difficult. Not but only difficult for one song. I changing it up, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But I love it. I but think it, it's a great, great song. Did you like the unplugged version? Yeah. 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 It's good. It made me... Uh, I uh, love the unplugged version of I've Been High. Oh, yeah. That's really good. I actually prefer it. You do? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, this is the last song on uh, the first side, although at this point, who cares about sides anymore? But uh, this is about halfway through the album. This is Saturn Return. The chorus side. Yes, broken up into the chorus side and the ring side. Mm Mm-hmm. just looking at oh no I just wondered if there was a moment you wanted to hear no no so the first time I heard this record these three in a row kind of harshed my mellow yeah but okay but I like all three of them Mm -hmm. but just I was kind of like oh man those first three songs I loved Uh I wish the mood of that I wish I I wish the mood would have continued now it was surprising to me that Practically the whole second side is that mood. Yeah. <laughs> and and if they had merely like shuffled it around a little more yeah. and made made a breezy album that had three more challenging songs yeah. a little later. Um yeah. although although weirdly enough in my resequencing, the last two are still on the first side, so I don't know. But um anyway, what do you think? I mean, I th- again, I think it's fine as an album track. I, I, mm. It's really pretty, and I like how complicated. The, the more there's, I hear it, the more yeah, I like me too. It. I think there's a, isn't there? Aren't there like 32 chords in it or something? Or is that summer turns? That summer turns it high. I, I think it's really beautiful. Um, I, I do think it's placed weird, uh, but yeah, it's it's really pretty. The first um, time I heard it, I was not impressed though, especially yeah. with these three. It's I was not like, my. I was a little like, God damn it, this album went to shit. Yeah. But um But it placed 
correctly. It's correctly. It's, <laughs> we used to think so much of ourselves. I know it's so stupid. <laughs> do you think if the guys from REM were to hear our resequences, do you think they'd be like, "That's exactly what I was trying yeah. to say," yeah. or would they be like, these, "Jesus Christ, these idiots, morons"? Um, um, no, it's a pretty song. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's where it is on the album that bothers me. Uh, maybe if yeah, maybe that's that's it. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, it is pretty, though. Let's roll right into uh, the next track. This is technically the track on, uh, first track on side two. This is Beat a Drum. The sun reflected in the back of my eye. I knocked my head against the sky. The dragon Beat a drum. I think it's very pretty. Yeah. some Got some really cool Beach Boys-y Glenn Campbell chord changes up. Yeah. To my point that I was talking about in the up record or up episode, this sounds like a Beach Boys-inspired song to me without being a total, total, like, we're going to use every bit of the, of the Beach Boys, like, instrumentation and yeah. vocal harmonies. This just sounds inspired, you know what I mean? Yeah, but... Sometimes, in order to oh have get that inspiration, you have to go a little. Too All right, far. I think call, no, but I think you calling at my most beautiful just a Beach Boys pastiche is is a little unfair too. Someone someone song. wrote to me and said um, they're big REM fan and saying to hear Scott Ackerman say that it sounds like mouthful of sores was both infuriating and very correct. <laughs> Is that the jellyfish song? No, Mouthful of Sores is uh, the Mr. Show sketch oh, song oh, that we used. Oh, where oh, right. Based on a real story of Bob waking up one day and having incredible sores all throughout his mouth and having a weird disease where he – it was some disease Wait, none of us it, had ever heard of. Was it like – was he a Brian Wilson He was a Brian character? Wilson type of guy and right. he wrote – he came in, he, he got diagnosed – as having whatever disease it was where he had a yeah. mouthful of sores. And he just wrote the lyrics down to mouthful of sores and then gave it to Eben. And it's like one of the best Beach Boy songs ever written. Wow. <laughs> that I haven't guy seen that you're with, 
mouth is a like a mouthful of sores. <laughs> and you, pretty baby, are a mouth without sores. <laughs> um, I like this one a lot. By the way, this originally was called All I Want, which I think is a better title. Yeah. Um, that. I was just seeing here that they that originally the, the, the advanced, original pressing. Yeah, the advanced copy that they send to reviewers and all that. Um, there are several differences. I have all the uh, the different songs. Yeah, by the fascinating way. was actually fascinating on the was album. on the on the record, and uh, as was another one. We'll play a little later, and then they had like slightly different versions of some of these songs. And this one was called "All I Want," which I can never. Anytime I look at "Beat a Drum," and I go "Beat a Drum," what is that yeah. one? No, you call it all I want because yeah. right there in the chorus he's going, this is all I want, it's all I need. Yeah. That I would know. Yeah. Well, what drum do you think he's talking about? I don't know. How is Scott supposed to find this song also, on like, his beautiful why are uh, you, iPod? Why are you titling songs after instructions you're giving the band members? Well, maybe the uh, Joey Warnicker was forgetting to- To actually beat on the drums. Yeah. He was just looking at him. That's what this album is an instruction manual for Joey Warnaker. <laughs> so, uh, our next song uh, is uh, an instruction for him because he is kind of like an emotional robot. Yeah. Um, this is a song called Imitation of Life. This is the first single, Imitation of Life. <laughs> at 50 seconds R.E.M. is back great song right I love it so good um, track it's one of eight. the best singles ever I track think. 8 yeah what are you doing R.E.M. yeah uh, the video incredible so cool I watched it again the other day um, basically they they shot what did they shoot 25 seconds or something yeah. that they they constantly repeat and then then go backwards. So it's like 25 seconds forward, 25 seconds backwards, and it goes bop, 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 back and forth the entire time. But they're using pan and scan technology, yeah. which uh, is like a term for like if you like if you ever used to get videos on VHS, movies on VHS, because uh, movies before they letterbox things in DVDs, they would just kind of like if something happened on the left side of the screen, but they were using the square on the right side of the screen, they would scan over to mm -hmm. pan, or they would pan. To whatever over. important thing yeah, was, thing was happening. So they use that in this video where they, it's just literally like 25 seconds happening, and then they zoom in and pan over to various things happening in the frame, 
and various people are singing different parts of the song in frame at at, at the and same time. they actually time. did shoot it all at once. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's such a good video. I love this song. I was playing this the other. I was playing the album the other day, and Kulop came in and was like, "More REM," and she's like, "Well, if I know this song, it must have been one of the big hits." And I was kind of like, "Well, well actually, it wasn't a big hit, but yeah. it like, you, you, but yeah." This this is great. This, this breakdown is, is so good. How Peter Buck comes in here. He hadn't done that in a while. No, the Dini of the arpeggios, yeah. It's great. This is great. Like, if this isn't a hit, I don't know what the problem is. Like, yeah, this is I think so good just, and catchy. Well, you know, music at this point is, uh, it was Limp Bizkit, and uh, literally it was like... Oh, I remember trying to, like, waiting for this to come on the radio, and it was a train song. It was, yeah. what do you call it, that was always on? The huge... Choo Choo? Yeah. <laughs> I forget. What was I forget what their songs anyway, are. That yeah, was, was never a big was train van. No, I remember, I literally remember being in this apartment and, <laughs> this is so funny. Consider, Same apartment. Considering now that I go there occasionally and appear uh, on the morning show, but uh, writing an email to K-Rock angrily titled play good music <laughs> really <laughs> and and i was i just felt so like because it was all betrayed because shit. they were playing all you know just it was my favorite radio station and i've i i listened to it you know i remember in 1984 listening to it and it being like you'd hear the minutemen and prince yeah. back to back and now all they played was limp biscuit stuff yeah. And this like really aggressive rap rock stuff. And I was just like angrily <laughs> wrote an email. And when I think I think about, okay, so like Twitter sucks, right? And the internet sucks in general because it's used as a complaint line now yeah. of like it used to be, you know, people would do stuff and you'd complain about your friends. Like we were talking about the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like you and I would complain about. I mean, we didn't, but you and I, with our respective friends, would complain about the Star Wars prequels and yeah. go, oh, God, I hate it. It sucks yeah. or whatever. But now anyone can go complain to anyone and, right. f- and force them off Twitter. Like everyone, can, they can go complain to Ryan Johnson. Yeah, you know, and like the stuff that dude has to put up with yeah. and like Kelly Marie Tran and all that. It's, it's like It's crazy that that's all that the internet is used for these days is just for people like watching something and complaining. And I've, I've done this in my life. It's like, I, I have like a, now a, just like, I'm never going to complain on the internet anymore on Twitter of just like, I'm never going to do a snarky, like, uh, well this sucked or whatever, you know, just because like, it's so tempting when you see something that's disappointing to like do your thoughts. But when I think about, when I think about the internet, I just think about me at 30, writing that letter to K-Rock and going... Did you get a response? I did. And they were like, well, we think the music we play is actually really good and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I wonder if they still have that email, by the way, like the next time I show up to the Kevin and Bean show. Um, I remember I wrote an email to a TV critic. Whoa. What was it? Someone who criticized what you did? No. It was because of Yeah, no. It was because of a good review they gave something. Oh, for a good review. Oh no. Yeah. What, what do you remember or can you not say? I I I'm kind of not remembering <laughs> and I'll kind of tell you later. Okay, great. Um 
but anyway, that's I think I think like at eventual eventually hopefully people grow out of that and go, you know what, why am I wasting time complaining to people on the internet? Right. You know, like but some people make a absolute career of it but like (laughs) looking up star wars tweets recently because i tweeted something about star wars and i got and ryan johnson had had retweeted it yeah and so i was copied on all of these people complaining to ryan johnson yeah about well your last movie sucked you know like every day yeah hundreds of people are telling him he sucks like what uh, like what what is this all about but i think i think back to if if i was Young at that point, I probably would be doing the same thing. So I can't judge. I guess, but some of it is so awful. Like the Kelly Marie trans stuff oh, is it's just terrible. And someone who is such such a bright light on star on I comedy know. Bang Bang, for, you know, in in one of her only pre Star Wars appearances. Was she really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. She's on one of the best episodes ever, the uh, uh, Brody South Dakota episode. That's great. Um, all right, let's go to the next track. Summer turns to high. The aforementioned thirty. How many? How many chords? 32 chords. More Beach Boys Z type stuff, but I think still in that sort of modern sound. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, I like the demo better. I don't remember the demo of this. Let's play a little bit of it because it's slightly faster paced. Um, and I like it a little bit better, but uh, I do like this song. But let's play the. De- probably. Uh, yeah, let's play it. Wait, maybe maybe was it on the advance? Is that why you don't know it? But anyway, let's play it. Here we go. This is I'm I'm sure. Oh no, it's it's on the Warner Brothers uh rarities. What do you think? I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. This, it's a I've little, never heard that before. It's a little more immediate and slightly yeah. faster and it just makes yeah. it like almost a it's it's like the lifting to me, the the difference between yeah. the two. Weirdly they improved the lifting, but um I mean this, that, that sounds like unfinished, but I really love slightly, it. Slightly, although in my new track listing I put it in there and it sounds it's in the general I mean at this point their demos are 
such high quality yeah, that yeah. they're almost like they're Finished. almost like hey yeah. we made this song and now here we're giving it to a producer to like hey what do you want to do with it this? it is crazy that that lifting demo sounds like a finished produced song yeah it's like, like is that just because they're they're going into, and stuff they're going is, into studios they're doing you know their demos are done yeah if like, you listen to old elvis costello demos it's like literally him with a four track yeah 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 doing all the parts over himself and he's not even bothering to finish it they're like going into a real studio right. and like going like hey we finished it but now hey producer what do you want to do with these right you know um i really so i love that i do you I, not I, like I, the original that much? no i think it's pretty and stuff but it's not but that version like yeah. i i will tell you i i was the the real version i was kind of like uh, i don't know if i like this song and then i had these alternate versions on in the background and when this one came up i perked up and i was like i like this song yeah i yeah. i i never it's on the heard warner, that warner brothers uh, yeah, rarities yeah it check here. it out so That's so cool um, this is uh, the next track. We have three more. This is Chorus and The Ring. Obviously about the remake of the Japanese movie Ringu. Yep. About the videotape that if you watch it, you'll die. How many days later? He sings it upcoming here. He sings, you'll die three days later if you watch that videotape. It's really, really scary to this, listen to this song. This should night. have been on Monster. Oof. You know what I mean? I can't believe you just said that. I I I'm too I wet my pants when I just said it. Um this is my least favorite one. What do you think? I love this song. Interesting. I think this is a great song. This is the one I leave off my track list. Wait, so you would put She Just Wants to Be on your track list and get rid of this. This one is just too No, it's a great song. And no, there's there's a not whole, a great song, worse song. There's a whole like, you don't get to have the last word on this. Th there's a whole movement of REM fans who love this song. I was reading actually a lot of REM. I went on a message board trying to track down these uh, advanced copies because they weren't officially released. And the one that most people say is Disappear. Huh. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's really weird. Um, so there's not a lot of consensus on what... The worst song is on the record, but I will say that this is more in that in the challenging line of REM songs on this no. record. There are this is not this is not summery pop. Uh, 
What's challenging? It's challenging because it's not. It's challenging how slow. Yeah, what I mean to say is like this is in the the four songs on the record that are a little slower, a little more like. I mean, this sounds like 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 disappear. This is in the automatic world. Yeah, I think this is great. I I think it's in the Marvel uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely set there. It's all set in Marvel cinematic universe. (laughs) I've never, I've not been able to get into this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this. this guy. I'm, trying to add, I'm trying to add that summer turns to high to my track list. Oh, but what's happening? You're having trouble with I'm it. I'm having trouble. Guess what? I didn't have trouble with this fucking iPod. Yeah, but you had to make the playlist on a computer and then plug yeah, it in. Yeah, and I had fun doing it. Are you having fun? <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, is this your catchphrase? Working. What? Are we having fun yet? Isn't that your guess? Oh, phrase? yeah, I'm having fun yet. <laughs> Is that it? I'm having fun yet. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm having funions. That's right. Right. Um, okay, let's go to this. Is the third single, weirdly enough, a f- almost six minute song is the single, but it's one that I really like. This is it's I'll Take uh, the Rain. Because it, it technically this verse is what I would call challenging, but that chorus is so great. I, yeah. I I I I found myself for the past seventeen years like this is one of the later period REM songs that I see the title and I can sing it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like uh, the chorus is great. It's great. I, I it's a I weird, like these weird choice for a for a single though. It seemed it? like I mean their singles are so spread out. Looking at the dates here, yeah, this and one this was, was after the in November. Yeah, it came out in May. Like they only released three singles. Yeah, there there are more obvious choices for the for for a single, but at the same time, this chorus is really catchy. I think. I mean, this is feels like a, a just a great say something kind of inspiring because the music is. <laughs> Do a speech. Um, 
yeah, it's it's great. It's weirdly like late in the album, and I don't know. It doesn't feel like this album either, does it? I know what you mean in terms of the the summary. It, it feels a little more like traditional REM, which I I love. I know you love traditional REM. We're making a whole podcast about it. <laughs> Do you think it's too long? No, six I've minutes. always I've always liked it. It's just for a single six minutes is weird. But th- didn't they make a short version of it for the single? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's kind of in the Everybody Hurts vein of, you know. Yeah. Ins- so here's the Glenn Campbell guitar solo. Like, I love this guitar tone with on this record. This yeah, whole, me too. Like, we're doing western-y. Uh, the strings are amazing on this. I wonder if this was like the second single put out quickly after Imitation of Life, if it would have. If they did an edit of it, I wonder if they could lift. I thought there was an edit. There there might be. I wonder if they could lift two minutes out of it. It would be interesting. Um, Anyway, I like it. Great song. Let's go to the final song on the record. This is a beach ball. A beach ball. Backrack. Very backrack. That sounds like a million bucks. Those strings and the... Mm-hmm. I mean, this all... This sounds... I said it on automatic for the people, but it sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> like does. It, it just sounds... It sounds beautiful. I actually want to play it a little under because at the end, it sounds so incredible. Oh, with the you'll do fine as yeah, it's all fading that stuff. out. Yeah. What, do you, uh, what do you think of this? I like it. It's pleasant and it's pretty. It sounds cool. It's not my favorite song, mm-hmm. but... All I, right. So you're... This is the end of the record. If I had to guess... Uh, you're you just think this album's okay? Well, the highs are incredibly high. Like but, I think "Imitation of Life" and is one of their best singles ever. Mm-hmm. And I love like half the album. Mm-hmm. And, and the I, other half, I I don't have a big problem with it. It's just not my fave. I think I love three quarters of it. Yeah, it seems like you're. And the other quarter of it, I'd take off one of the songs. Uh, so if you were resequencing it, you we would. Uh, we one. will. By the but I want to get into some of okay, the B sides okay. just because uh, before we resequence, we may so use some of these. How do you feel about this song in particular? 
I really like this song, yeah. especially towards the end. I want to get toward, towards the end. I'm going to fast forward. Sorry, guys. Sounds yeah, it's, it sounds incredible. I mean, there's like a flute in there. Yeah, it's you know what we were saying. It's Bacharach uh, inspired, but it's it's not like the album that Elvis Costello did with Bird Bacharach, where it sounds like Retro. what they did in the '60s. Yeah. It, this sounds still sounds modern to yeah. me while sounding old. I think it's a really cool accomplishment. Um, this record was heralded as it came out by, you know, some five-star reviews, great review in Rolling Stone as a return to form akin to U2's All That You Can't Leave, All That uh, What the fuck is it called? We're not doing that U2 show right now, so I don't even have to all know. That, but All, that, all, all that, that You Can't Leave Behind. Yeah. So it was, it was heralded as, wow, this is going to be a big hit. Uh, this is a lot of people saying R.E.M. sort of doing what they used to. I don't hear them doing what they used to. I hear like more of a lounge inspired album. Yeah, in I mean a way. those. I think few people, automatic e songs. I th- well, I think I think it was it was likened a little bit to early REM, sort of in a way. That's probably because of imitation of life. I think it's because of song length too. Like, oh, they're finally doing like catchy short songs. But they're not that short. Oh my god. But no, they're not. They're like six minutes. No, five some are minutes. some are definitely six minutes. But you have a lot of like three and a half, four. 420. Hey, 420. (laughs) If only they had a song that was 69 minutes long. Yeah. Um, Yeah, It's it's a little shorter. The album also is shorter. It's uh, at 5343 when the last ones have been clocking in 10 minutes longer. Um, So, but I will say it wasn't, this album was not a hit. Nope. Um, People didn't bite. It's it's just weird that because I, I I just like I said imitation of life seems like if there's going to be a hit there it is mm-hmm. and I think it was in the UK wasn't it I think it might have been yeah um, I uh, it's it's I mean if they had resequenced it with some of the hits earlier maybe maybe people would have caught into it but I I don't know to me it's a little more of a languid. Uh, fun album but you're right Imitation of Life is a great single I don't know why yeah um, but I don't know that they had I will also say if they put on two more Imitations of Life right like then you have a classic album that would have been the same as the U2 record I think right and the other thing is they didn't tour right that's a well, U2 toured too. the shit out of it and and yeah. and uh, Michael Stipend was saying uh, in that documentary um, was saying like yeah you look at Bono and he really wants it. Yeah. Or maybe it was the book I was reading, but like he really wants it. He yeah. wants to be the biggest band in the world and he yeah. wants everyone singing these songs and they are constant. They toured for what, two years yeah. on that record and REM just didn't tour. Yeah. They hadn't toured. They toured up. They, they toured right up before. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. 
they toured with Up and then put out this record, didn't tour, yeah. the singles died. Um, they did a lot of TV, though. They yeah. did Unplugged. Yeah, they did an Unplugged but, in order to, but yeah. So, um, but it got, a, I mean, it seems like it got a lot of good reviews and respect. It got a lot of good reviews at the time, but, you know, I feel like music reviews are almost like they're trying to tell the future. Like, they want – they don't want to give a bad review to something if it becomes, like, a huge hit. But then they feel embarrassed if they gave a glowing five-star review to something that lands with a thud. The Rolling Stone review for Up has been changed. What? When that review first came out, they compared it to Sgt. Pepper. What? I – I in the sense swear. of it was also an album? Yes, <laughs> that it also existed. <laughs> no, they they comp- they're like when these bands take like Octoon Baby, right. Sgt. Peppers, this yeah. is an, a legendary band making a shift, but now you go back and they're they're like this one in uh I think they even lowered it to three and a half stars wow. rather than four and a half. I'm I could be wrong, but I I mean almost positive I remember reading in a, that. In a way, why not? Why not review it again in a year when like you've sat with it yeah. and everyone and everyone you know because if you if it comes out before the album it's like you're trying to predict a future that may or may not exist you know yeah and you're listening to it in a vacuum yeah um, and you don't like songs are meant to be heard on the radio with a bunch of people and they're meant to be hits sometimes right like if you're just listening to something that you know will never be on a record it's way or know that will never be on the radio it's way easier to review because you're like this is my experience with yeah. it. But when you're reviewing pop music in a way, it's kind of like you're yeah. tr- you're trying to predict it. I don't know. A big part of a successful pop song is knowing that millions of other people are, are listening to it, it at the yeah. same time. Like if you were just reviewing uh, the Beatles, She Loves You, Yeah, 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 and just going, hmm, very interesting yeah. chord structure. Right. You know, you can't part of the fun that. of it is yes. is like knowing that, that people all around the world are like screaming while they're listening right. to and it. And as a fan of R.E.M., when Imitation of Life came out, I was like, oh. Here we're back. Yeah, I mean, finally, people are going to yeah. be singing this all summer, and this yeah. is it's just weird. Yeah. Um, let's go to – here's a couple of tracks that were on the advanced copy that uh, oh, yeah. are, have not been officially released, but I went and tracked them down. This one actually was released on a, on the internet, uh, like REM allowed it to be downloaded or something, but this is fascinating. Oh, I, I remember finding this somewhere weird. Fascinating 
What do you think? I've always loved this song. I'd put it on the record. Me too. I think late in the record. To me, it's the closer, but um, yeah, it it's the Kira Sedgwick closer. of the uh, of the record to yeah. me. Or um, Tom Selleck. Yeah. <laughs> we, Should I tell that story again? Yeah, Man, why not? I've told that story a lot. <laughs> I know, but I love it. Um, I remember finding it on the internet like a month after the album came out, and it sounded like shit because I don't know where it came from. Right. But this sounds great. And this, they. Weirdly, in the advanced copy, they, the advanced copy, they, the sequencing sucks in that too. Like this is in the middle or something. Huh. It's like I don't know what they're thinking with their sequencing. It's just, I mean, it's guys. Do you like, need professional sequencers? Like they get it right with their last two records. There was a there. There's a band or a musician who wrote to me on Twitter who said for all of his future records, he's going to consult me on the sequencing. He should so. consult me too. Uh huh. Hashtag me too. Uh, time's up, fellas. Uh. There's something like corny about this that I really love. Like it's just big and open hearted. You know what I meant with challenging when I talk about challenging? I, I think I'm talking about like minor key songs uh-huh. uh, that aren't fast. Yeah. Like uh, uh, I'll t- um, Imitation of Life, by the way, the, the, the verses on Imitation of Life are the exact chords of Driver 8. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, that. but that's minor key, but done fast. Uh huh. It's the slow waltzes that are in minor keys that, uh-huh. to me, are challenging. Like fretless. Yeah. Um, I've th- always loved those sad... My friend Patrick calls those songs R.E.M. sad bangers. Is it Patrick from SpongeBob? No. Hmm, Patrick Bryce, director yeah. of The Overnight. <laughs> Great movie. Um, that's a good song. This is the other song that was on the advanced copy. This is Freeform Jazz Jam. So this was on the, the album? Yes. It's so weird. And it's called Freeform Jazz Jam. The marijuana must be great in Vancouver. All right. That's it? That's it. Wow. So now you were making fun of me for putting Tricycle on New Adventures in Hi-Fi, and these guys put Freeform Jazz Jam It must have been, like, tacked onto the end of a no, song. or it's in the middle. Like, it got a track list? Yeah, it got a track. It got its own track. That's weird. Um, by the way, uh, Imitation of Life is about a minute and a half longer. Yeah, I want to hear that. the original. I, um, I've never heard that. I'm not sure if I have it. Um, let's see, I have I don't think it. Ex- I don't think it's ever been out. Yeah, but I got I got all the the stuff from You got the long Im- imitation of life? Yeah, I do actually. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Here we go. Is it just another verse or what are they Yeah, I think it's a it's maybe a verse at the end. By the way, I really love the unplugged version of this. Oh yeah. And he's singing in different keys because it's very it's very high. Yeah. Uh and it's very when he would do it in in shows, he would have to sing it like an octave lower, he would have to sing the harmony part. Yeah. That intro was just longer. Was it? Mixed a little. A lot of these yeah, are mixed differently, mixed too. Differently. Is this on the rarities? No. Where'd you get this? Uh, off the internet. Someone had the advanced copy and uploaded it. Yeah, this is weirdly mixed. Yeah. Isn't that weird, though, to put out a version of the record two Was months? It for critics and stuff? Yeah. 
it's really different. Isn't it strange to change it this much in just two months of like... Sounds like they were just on a deadline or something and yeah. just remixed it. Although this is one of the only albums that they weren't on a deadline for. They just repeat the chorus. They repeat the chorus. Yeah. Oh, they, they hold that till the end now. I'll, uh, email, I'll email yeah, you all these awesome. all these uh, tracks. It's man, are people listening to this and just going, "These guys need to <laughs> well, who cares? Find something this, to do." This is what we enjoy doing. I know, I know it is. Um, this is. I meant to play this on the last um, episode because it's on a soundtrack, and it was from '99 when Man on the Moon came out. Yeah. but um, we didn't have time. This is from Austin Powers. This is Dragon the Line. Oh yeah, this is. I like this. This is yeah. This I can't remember who sings. Can you look up who sings Dragon the Line? Who originally wrote it? This sound. It's fun. This yeah. is what I like about like this and Great Beyond and this and this record reveal is it sounds like they're having fun. Yeah. This is, of course, on the same soundtrack that uh, Madonna's Beautiful Strangers on, oh, which yeah. I wonder if uh, Patrick McCarthy had anything to do with that. Um, Maybe. He might have. But William Orbit uh, produced that. Um, yeah, I do it, that. Do it. Don't get on mic. Do it in charades. Come who, on. <laughs> all right. Who, who does it? The Shondells? Yeah, Tommy James. Tommy James and the Shondells. The, that version of it was on the soundtrack. Dragons. Really? Interesting. Um, I really like the cover art to this record too. Yeah, the great Chris Bilheimer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the re- the reveal. I thought you meant the Austin Powers. I was like, oh, no. I don't know, it's a picture of Austin Powers. What do you want? All right, you like it? Great. I was willing to go along. I with you. love all the art for the second Austin Powers movie. <laughs> um, and uh, a couple more B sides. This is Yellow River. This was for uh, reveal. Yeah. Speaking of Mike Myers, I think he's singing. Yep. Look up who sings this, Yellow River. Who sings this? It's a band called Christie. Christie? Like Chris Christie? 
Uh, it's Chris Christie's first band. <laughs> first and last. Um, charming, not a contender to go on a resequencing. Um, this is 165 Hillcrest. I think this is the address of their uh, John Keane studio in Athens. Is that right? Oh, is it? This is like return to early REM. It sounds like B-sides. Dead Letter Office. Yeah, yeah. Having fun. We're R.E.M. We're fucking having fun. We've had a couple beers and we're here to stay. We had a couple beers and we're never going away. My beer, your beer, everybody's beer. Hey, we also smoked pot and drank, drank, drank beer now. Pretty good. Um, This is 2JN. early lifting melody there. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I also like this. It's just like fucking around. Yeah. Got the timpani in the background. Yeah, why not? Timpani! Remember when Ed McMahon would say that? No. On the uh, Jerry Lewis telethon? Anytime they wanted uh, the tote board. Timpani! Then they... God, all those people are dead. Isn't that weird? They're all dead. <sighs> I hate to say it, but it's coming for us too. It's a you think great we'll, place to end the show. You think we'll die on the same day? Probably. I hope so. Um, let's in an REM-related accident. Yeah, I know. Taking a plane trip to go see. Um, okay, th- those are all. We promised we play all the uh, B sides and everything, so that so we did it. All right, we want to get to the reveal. Different sequences. Do you okay. have? Do you have yours? Yeah. All right. Um, do, let's just let's just say let's just say what they are. Okay. Instead of playing first. songs. Okay. Um, are we going song by song, or am I just saying what my sequencing is? No, let's do it where we go song by song. Song by song. We okay. don't have to play them. Yeah, got it. Okay, mine, uh, the lifting starts. Me too. Okay. Uh, imitation of Life. Me too. Whoa! I've been high. Oh, mine's Disappear, number three. Really? A little challenging for number three for me. Challenging. Um, <laughs> Jesus. All the way to Reno, you're going to be a star. Number four. Number four for me is I've Been High, the unplugged version. The unplugged version. Then I go to— But it's—they do an acoustic version quite a bit, so it's just the the different instrumentation. Different instrumentation. But I do love the—listening to it today, I was like, this sounds great. (sighs) Go ahead. Uh, She Wants to Be. Uh, Number five for me is Beat a Drum. Mm, Saturn Return. Number six, closing out this side. Number six for me is— you know what? I just added two tracks today mm, while okay. we were talking. So mm-hmm. for me, it was, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be Summer Turns to High, the demo version. Okay. So yours is, um, weirdly enough, I kept the two two of the three songs that I felt kind of dragged the first side down. But I don't know. Listening to them in this context um, to me was better. But yours is maybe slightly poppier, a slightly poppier side one. Um, okay, so then uh, to me, I go to side two. It's beat a drum. Mine was just summer turns to mm-hmm. high, right? Yeah. Uh, my side two would then be 
Sorry, I'm trying to. Uh, it would open. Side two would open with fascinating. Ah, I'm going. Then I'm going to summer turns to hide the demo version. Then my was it eight now nine? This is uh, six, seven, eight. This is eight. Yeah, chorus in the ring. Chorus in the ring. Okay. Then I'm going nine. Is I'll take the rain. My ninth and final song of the album is I'll Take the Rain. You're only going to nine. You only yes. like nine of the songs. Okay, then I'm going to, then I put Disappear, then I put Beach Ball, then I put Fascinating. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Fascinating's a good closer. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would switch that and well, I'll take do the it rain. Uh, next time. On my time. own time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone's going to be wondering, so I'll let you know next episode if I switched I'll Take the Rain okay. and Fascinating. <laughs> Um, okay, how do you want to sum up this record? I mean, I love all of their records. This is, I, there are some songs on here that aren't my favorite. That's how I would sum it up. But there are some Stone Cold classics mm-hmm. as well. SCCs, yeah. Definitely. SCCs. And I do love Fascinating. Um, this one, I, for me, again, I like it, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. I was, you know, my impression as an outside observer of hi-fi through... Um, Reveal. Through, actually, the next one. Uh, it's Around the Sun, right? Yeah. Was boring, lugubrious slog. That's what I thought all four of those records would be. Was pleasantly surprised with hi-fi, with a lot of hi-fi up, is what I th- up is what I thought all four of these records would be. Uh-huh. So when I got to this one, I was like, "Ooh, fun!" Ooh, I thought it was a step forward sonically, uh, akin to almost like akin to Radiohead with Kid A of like, "Oh wow, they're trying stuff, and it sounds modern, and maybe this is what REM is going to be." I'm I'm actually very hyped for Around the Sun because if this was the last record, hopefully they don't course correct. Uh, like it's probably more of the same, right? Sort of. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, it's the same guy, right? Produces it, so. Yeah, Pat McCarthy. So, you know, um, I, I know that the next record, is, its reputation isn't all that great, but I'm, after listening to this one, I'm like, oh, cool, all right, let's. I think its reputation is a bit unfair. Oh, okay, we'll get to that in, will... in the episode we talk about it. Um, all right, anything else you want to say? You haven't said hello to your fans in so long. I'd like to say hello to my fan. I'd like to say hello to you. Just the fans? No just family, fans no friends. And okay. Just you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Um, we are going to take you out on the song we were talking about by Glenn Campbell, the Travis right. cover. This is Sing. We'll see you next time. And until then, we hope that you have found what you're looking for. Bye. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner, Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator, Eileen Shakin? Yes! President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? 
We definitely have. We've got celebs, people like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan and Sarah, the band, and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a -a one-of-a-kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.